Welcome to the Rise and Shine podcast series with Diane McKendrick, where we discuss filling your cup, embracing financial abundance, and designing the life of your dreams. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 114 of the Rise and Shine podcast series. I am your host, Diane McKendrick, and today's topic is Mums on a Mission, Travel and Motherhood. So if you're a mama, which many of you are with magic and medicine to share with the world, and you feel trapped by your role as a parent, then this podcast is for you. Today in this podcast, I'm going to share my internal process that I personally moved through before traveling for work, which has been formulated over many, many years of trial and error. And sadly, as a result of really painful, deep initiations that I drove away from, you know, feeling driving away from my family uh, to go to work or go to travel, feeling absolutely brokenhearted, torn and ridden with anxiety, like my full, like a full body shake, hot tears, streaming, all of the things. This is the sort of stuff uh, Instagram and Facebook doesn't see, but I'm going to share on it here. So as a result of what I share in this podcast, now, by the time that I'm ready to jet set and go out there and share my mission and the message with the world, I'm just about to go on to national speaking tour. I'm ready. I'm ready as a mother to feel really complete and go and focus on my message ready to share my magic, ready to share my medicine globally without that guilt and that heaviness that I used to have previously of a devoted mama who chooses the path of purpose and deep service. So mamas, if you're ready to feel so deeply present, worthy with your message, mission and motherhood to make and leave a legacy outside the family unit as well as within it, make loads of impact and income and not sacri- uh, sacrifice your relations for it, then this is the podcast for you. I've got a doozy for you today and it starts with um, probably a little story from a couple of years ago. So several years ago now, it was three or four years ago before the world went crazy, I went on my first national speaking tour. Now, a national speaking tour is speaking in several different states over several different nights. So it's a lot. It's very full. It was my very first one. So I was, my sister hadn't joined the business yet. The logistics were intense. There's planes and cars and boats and automobiles. And I had to get myself to places and buses and Um, that's only part of it. The other part of it was I was so busy preparing was slideshows and speeches and making sure I was going to turn up on site and uh, on time and outfits that I needed to wear and packing bags full of like, not just clothes, but uh, merchandise, books, banners. Like I just had bags packed full of stuff. And so in the lead up to going onto this national speaking tour, I didn't have any time to feel anything. I was just really frantic preparing myself and getting myself physically ready to leave and go and deliver and share my magic and my medicine across the country. And so there was so much that went on with that, like so much fear internally of, am I going to be able to deliver? There's rooms full of people, like even filling the rooms full of people is a mission for those of you who are in business, particularly these days, you know that it can be really challenging getting people to events in your own city, let alone when you're traveling halfway across the countryside to a place you're not familiar with and that you don't know, trying to fill the rooms over there. I mean, that that in itself is an initiation, 
So I reached out, I got support, I filled the rooms, I got the bums on the seats and then it's time to go. And I had my slideshow done, uh, my bags, packed books, banners, all of the things. And it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. Um, This one in particular, my parents-in-law, who I love dearly and are incredible and amazing, were here with my kids because my husband had to work, international airline pilot back then. So he was coming and going with work. We needed someone here for the kids. And my dad picked me up to take me to the airport because this was before I could afford (laughs) to pay for valet parking. And I would do anything to save my $20, $50, $100, go back up and listen to Uh, episode number 110, Rise Upgrade Your Life. So we talk about upgrading your life and I've upgraded now so I get valet parking. Um, There's another really good podcast, which is 112, a couple up, top 10 travel tips for entrepreneurs. And one of those travel tips, I think it's one of the first one, is just pay for parking. Just make it easy and get there. Anyway, in this particular circumstance, I hadn't been away because my kids had been little. They were both breastfed um, for a couple of years. I'd either been pregnant or breastfeeding and just at home, not just, but at home with my kids. Totally present, creating from sort of behind the screen and there for them, there for their emotional needs, there for their physical needs, just there and very present. And I'm not perfect, but doing the best I could. Anyway, so the morning my dad picked me up very early. Um, My parents-in-law were here with the kids standing out there and they were having a great time, right? Because they love Nanny and Poppy and they don't get to see them very often and they were going to have a good solid couple of days with just Nanny and Poppy. So I jump in the car and my dad, you guys all know, a lot of you know my dad is amazing and he's taking me to the airport and by the time I'm driving out the driveway and I look back at them smiling and laughing and joking and waving and I'm smiling and laughing and joking and waving but by the time I got to the end of my driveway, it actually wasn't even in the end of the street like I put in the post, it was the end of the driveway, this like overwhelming sense of guilt and feeling scattered and feeling torn and feeling like I have betrayed myself and my kids and my family. Like, oh, I even get emotional talking about it now. And I think the mums amongst me will know. I don't know if this just is something I'm really passionate about and I'm I'm getting so much feedback from a lot of you that you get it and I'm not going to hide my emotions and I'm not going to try and pretend to be perfect here. Like it was freaking intense. Something like And it sideswiped me because I do tend to be very aware and very aware of how I'm feeling and what's coming up for me. But I just, guys, I'd been so busy and I'd been so in my head and I'd been so petrified. I was terrified. I was going away. I'm shy. One of the things people say to me when they meet me in person, because a lot of you, Melbourne, Canberra and Tassie, we're on our way there this uh, week. A lot of you say to me when you meet me in person, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Why? because you're really quiet. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Yes, I'm a speaker. Yes, I'm an author. Yes, I speak on stages all over the world and to like crowds of hundreds and thousands of people. Well, not thousands yet, but that's in my manifestation. I will be. But as a person, I'm really shy and I'm really quiet. So it caught me off guard. I'm driving out the driveway. My dad's there just holding the space for me to have and feel all the feelings. And I was petrified and I was sad. and, And I had this feeling of betrayal come up. It was just like, I knew all the logical things I could think like, oh, I'm so grateful. Nanny and Poppy are there. They're amazing. We've all got similar values. I adore them. They're incredible, amazing human beings. The kids are going to be safe. They're going to have a great time. So logically, my brain is trying to like balance out this like irrational and complete um, emotional outburst that I had. 
So by the time I'm at the end of the driveway, I didn't want to let them see me cry. So I held it in sort of to the end of the driveway. By the time we were to the end of the street, I was a blubbering hot mess, sobbing, absolutely sobbing, feeling like petrified, terrorized, scared. And I used to get this. I've traveled a lot as a kid before I had children of my own. And this is part of the reason I did. I'm a bit of an an adventure junkie. And every time before I went on a trip, I would just feel this, you know, fear of uncertainty and I'd really relish in it. And I'd notice it and I'd feel it and I'd let it through my body anyway. Different story when you have kids because there's just so much space full of so much stuff. So by the time I'm at the end of the street, I'm this blubbering, hot mess, sobbing. (laughs) My dad's just looking at me thinking, oh my gosh, what on earth is going on? And I just realized in that moment that I hadn't given myself the time to emotionally prepare as a parent or as a mother to leave my children. There was so much guilt. There was this feeling of betrayal, which and shame and guilt, like the lowest vibrational feelings ever. And I got myself so deep and dark and down there that it lasted nearly the whole way to the airport. Not quite. Because what I did realize after a little bit of time of letting that flow through my body is that this could be a very natural and normal part of leaving the children for the first time. And thank goodness and granted that I've came up with this formula and this process that I take myself through every time I travel now, because it's equally important to me. Like I love being at home. I love being at my kid uh, with my kids most of the time. I'm not a perfect, perfect parent. I definitely, there's times where I'm just like frigging hell. Um, have kids, they say, (laughs) ruin your life, they say, you know, so not perfect. And I go through those moments of questioning everything and questioning my reality. But as as a whole, I I really enjoy being home with the kids and I take it very seriously and I want to be available to them and I want to be present with them. But I also have this insatiable drive to make a frigging difference in the world, to live my dream and leave a legacy outside of the family unit as well as within it, to share my magic, my medicine, my mission with the world and support other mothers in, you know, financial security and feeling free and feeling complete and doing whatever the heck you want with your life as well as having kids. So I realized soon into that trip, I gave myself probably half an hour just to feel the feelings. And I was like, shit, something has got to change. So I formulated this plan and I'm going to share it with you today in support of nourishing all all you mamas out there that do have a message, that do have magic, that do have medicine, and you want to share it with the world, but you're feeling torn between motherhood and being at home and being present and being available to your kids and going out there and sharing your magic and the medicine. So that's that's the example that we started with. And I hope you get a really good feeling of how challenging that was for me. I was so underprepared um, and I wasn't ready for it. So I'm just going to go into the process now and let you know a few things that I do in preparation to leaving my children or leaving my family. And one of the first things I do, and people laugh at this, actually, before I do this, I think I'll frame it like this. I don't want you to feel bad. If you're one of those parents that are like, oh my gosh, time off from my kids. And my sister, Michelle, might be a little more like this, a good example of this. I don't think she gets these feelings. And I know from my own experience, I don't see that men get this. Like Gus has come and gone from work. So like since the kids were born, since I met him as a pilot, so he comes and goes. And there's never been any... Well, I've never witnessed any of this sort of betrayal, guilt feeling from him. I don't know if that's the fact that he's a man or he's done this most of his life or whatever it was, whatever it is. And then I noticed in my sister, Michelle, she doesn't seem to have the depths of this 
trauma, I guess, that I experienced initially early on in the game. Um, so I just want to frame it with this. If you're a parent that's like, oh, woohoo, a couple of days off, I'm going and I'm totally fine with this. Well, firstly, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But if you are, I don't want you to start thinking that there's something wrong with you and you should be feeling more like me because this is a sort of um, pinball machine, a pinball game me and Michelle have played, played subconsciously and watched each other. Um, I'm feeling a certain way like that. And she's thinking, oh, shit, maybe should I feel a little bit more that? I don't because I love leaving my kids. I I feel totally fine with that. And then I would look at Michelle feeling so free in coming and going with the kids and think, oh, shit, is there something wrong with me? Maybe I should feel a little bit more like that. So the point of this podcast is not to make you feel bad around what you do and think you should be doing something else, but just really shine a light on it and bring awareness to what you're currently doing and how perhaps you can shift and change that to make yourself feel even more free, to give yourself even more space, to show up at an even deeper level of service to your family, to yourself and to your community. So yeah, let's just start there. Um, And once again, I'm sharing these things and often Michelle, just using that as an example, will do things very, very, very differently to me. And I'll I'll sort of weave those in the story for those of you who may be a more similar nature to her. Um, But one of my first tips for myself is when I travel is I don't pack until the night before. Like I notice when I get my bag out, there's an energetic shift and change and there becomes a little bit more of an urgent energy when I get my bag out and I start to pack. So for me, I don't even let myself sort of know that I'm traveling on an energetic level until literally the the day or the night before. Whereas Michelle, in contrast, she's much more organized than me and this is what she needs to feel focused and fully present and powerful, she'll start organizing, and we have different roles in the businesses too, granted, she'll start organizing a week before. So I can guarantee you a week ago, Michelle was starting to get her nails done. Michelle was starting probably to have her hair dyed and done. That's important to her. She would have organized those appointments. She would have had them done. She's got name tags for the events done up. She's a bit more of the logistical thing. She's like organized banners and books. And if we've had to mail things places, Michelle's taking care of all of that. Me, on the other hand, literally was yesterday was like, oh, shit, we're leaving on Wednesday. What do I need to prepare for that? And then the little voice in my head's like, don't even think about like get the logistical things done. My nails aren't done. My hair's going gray as all anything. (laughs) And there's a part of me that wished I cared, but I just don't. Um, Maybe I will later down the track. But for now, I'm going on national tour. My nails are not done. My hair is not done. I can guarantee Michelle's is. She's going to be looking a treat and I won't, but I don't really care. How funny is that? Um, yeah, so I'll walk up and go, okay, like my bag's not even out. I haven't even pulled my bag out and we leave at early. I don't even know what time we leave. That's the other thing. I wait to the last minute to look up all the details. Now, if that stresses you out more, don't be like me. Choose what you want to do and do that. If you want to be more organized, but you've got to find the sweet spot. Because what I notice in myself and in Michelle, because we travel together, is sometimes when we get too organized and too grippy to the... Um, outcomes it can create more stress so I think we have a beautiful blend of someone who is ultra organized like I can guarantee as well Michelle you're probably listening to this she's organized the parking even if it's my turn to pay sometimes we'll take turns in paying for things or whatever she will organize it and book it to my credit card and I won't even think about it we're having conversations now because we don't get back till Monday night 11 40 or something I think it is p.m and the parking closes at 12 so if we get in after 12 and the flight's late, then we may be left there. And I, there's just a part of my brain like, well, I'll just deal with that on Monday night when it happens. I've got, if it happens, I've got so much going on that that doesn't matter to me. It's several days away. 
So that's where the blend is really beautiful. And you just need to find your path in that. Who are you? The ultra organized one, the one like me that just sort of leaves everything to chance and just shows up and manages it. And both have benefits and drawbacks. That's why it's so important to choose it for yourself. So pick something in between there and just consciously choose what's going to work for you. Because I know I'm speaking here, uh, a lot of my clients uh, are mums and you travel for retreats. You're going to be coming to our retreats, March, June and September, we run retreats and you're going to be leaving kids and some of you for the first time. So my intention here is to deeply serve you. And by the time March, September, uh, June or September comes around, that you're prepared to be able to leave your family and feel really full and focused and certain and sure within yourself and within your decisions. So you can then clear the path to have a really powerful and potent couple of days. Otherwise, what happens, guys, if you don't go through this process, is that you go away and you spend the whole time not present with the people, not serving the people, feeling guilty and bad and wrong and betrayed and all those low-level vibrations about wanting to be at home. So you're not home and you're not making a difference here and you're not really present and fully aware with the people where you are, so you're not really making a difference there. So what we need to do is like go through this process and really choose, choose presence, choose yourself, choose your thoughts, your feelings, the way that you want to behave and act and the experience that you want to have. And <laughs> pardon me, and it can be so extremely empowering and powerful. So step one, choose. Do you want to pack like the night before and then switch everything on and get everything done in that 24-hour period? Or do you want to be more organized? What's going to be the most relevant and calming for you. The other thing for me is when I know I've got some trips coming up or some events coming up, I spend time with my kids prior. So if you've been watching my Instagram lately, you will notice that there's been an influx of family time, just deep present family time. If you're a a friend uh, or a colleague or a client that sometimes that we get to hang out, you'll notice I've said no to a lot, lot of things lately because I'm creating that time and space to be deeply present with my family before I go away. And that's really important one as well. Once again, if that's not your thing and it doesn't make you feel good and your kids are used to you coming and going and depending on how you feel, you get to choose. Do you want to spend time with your kids prior and build it up or Sometimes, same as what I said before, everything has benefits and drawbacks. Sometimes I notice when I spend this really dedicated, intense time with the kids, when I go, it creates more of a a void for them because they're used to having me so present and so there. Um, But the thing to remember here, I remind myself is having me come and go and knowing that I'm always coming, coming home is important. And the feeling of them missing or feeling however they're going to feel when you go away isn't necessarily bad. It's preparing them for life. If you can meet it with your parent self and not your own missing child self when you missed your parents or when you felt abandoned or your guilt or you got to meet it with this um, really, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but the parent self. So spend the time with your kids or not, you get to choose prior to going to your events. The other thing that's been really powerful and potent and important for me, regardless of the age of my kids, even when they couldn't speak back, was telling them about it telling them, the kids, I'm leaving next Tuesday to go away for the week. And once again, you can do one of a couple of things. You can speak about it. You can talk about it. You're going to know yourself. You're going to know your kids. This is what works for me and my family. Um, Dentist, another story. Like if I've got to take Esme to the dentist, I don't tell her till the morning of because she will fret and get anxious for the week or two leading up to the appointment. Whereas with my trips, I start talking about it, even though she's at that age now where she start, has started to have a bit of a different reaction to it. Um, I still talk about it and I still tell them that, you know, I'm leaving next Tuesday. 
and don't make a big deal about it, but also don't hide it. Just having witnessed and watched family and what works for us, that's my choice there. So you get to choose whether you talk about it with your family or if it's something like the dentist that you just need to tell them the day before. The other thing here is uh, I learned this when the kids were really young, always say goodbye. There's nothing worse as a little kid than your parent because maybe the kids are sad or crying, um, sneaking off because that goodbye is too hard. I would rather have a painful goodbye and see my kids sobbing, bawling and sad and have them know that I am here, I am sturdy, I am solid, goodbye, I will be back and then go away. Not sneak off and say, I'm just going to the shop, I'll be back later or hush them away into another room to watch TV. Like if the goodbye is painful, which sometimes it has been for me and my kids, I will um, stand there and hold space for it to be whatever it is in that moment. That's really important to me. Once again, you get to choose what's going to work for you. Always say goodbye to the kids. Don't avoid it, even if they're going through that phase or even if you're going through a phase where it's really hard for you. You might have been holding a lot. As mums, we tend to like take on a lot and especially mums and businesswomen hold a lot, have a capacity to you know, have so much on our plate. So maybe you're the one that's going to cry when you say goodbye. And that is totally fine. Totally, totally, totally fine. Okay. Now here's the big one. Here's, here's uh, probably the most important one is feel your feelings. In the lead up to it, you can get busy. You can get in your head. You can get sort of really logistics heavy and logistics focused, but just take a moment to feel your feelings. I've just realized that I'm going away for five days for national speaking tour. We leave tomorrow morning, early morning. I've then just been offered um, an incredible opportunity to go on an adventure retreat with um, an incredible, amazing fellow business woman in business um, to go as a guest the day pretty much after I get back. I get back late at night and then it starts on the Tuesday and then... <laughs> I would go straight from that to my friend's wedding, which is a festival of four days. So that would take me away for 12, 13, 14 days. And so that is different to just going for five days. And there's some feelings that come up around that. So I'm going to, you know, sit and have some time and space to go through those feelings and feel those feelings and process those feelings for myself as a mother and all parts of me, not just get distracted and go and get the little dopamine hits of like presenting in front of people and selling the merchandise and having like the highs of a trip because, oh, you know, there's highs and lows to the trip. But yeah, feel your feelings and allocate time for yourself to do that. The other thing for me, um, which was more relevant earlier on in the piece, not so much now, is to give yourself a time limit Limit because as I drive out the the gate or drive out the door, there's a period of time, I uh, drive out of the yard, sorry. There's a period of time that I'm usually feeling the nerves, like just the nerves of leaving home because you've had to prepare the house and you're organizing the kids and swimming lessons and this and that and food. And, you know, there's a period of time of uncertainty. So now I just allocate myself 15 minutes to feel however I feel, like go from changing hats from mum mode into mum on a mission mode, sharing magic and medicine globally. And so I'll have 10 or 15 minutes and sort of integrate that and move through it. And I literally do a process where I like take one hat off and put the other one on and say, okay, now I'm in this mode. So that's really important now. So give yourself a time limit, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes as you hop in the car. And so you can transition into that next mode. Um, choose presence. Now, when you travel, and I realized this, I went on a trip 
um, oh, it was many years ago, just after the kids stopped breastfeeding, I got a call from the USA wanting my work over there. So I went over there for a couple of weeks and that was the first time I'd actually left the kids for that extended period of time very early on um, after finished breastfeeding. And I realized that so many parents, mums particularly, were asking me, oh, do you miss your kids? And in that moment, I was like, no, I didn't. I actually did a post about it and I went to put it on social media and it's one of the only posts I've ever deleted because it was like, basically, so many people are asking me if I miss my kids and my answer is no, I don't miss my kids. Back then I did have um, a feeling when I left the house and the home and there's a process that I had to go through, but I decided in that moment going through that process, I was like, okay, if I choose presence, if I choose deep, deep presence with the people that I'm serving in, a, in the USA with the event or the circumstance or the experience or the situation that I'm in over there, I can't, there's no space for me to miss my kids. So no, I didn't miss my kids. But then I was worried about mother's shame and I, I deleted the post and I didn't put it up. But what I realized is if I choose presence, there is no space for me to miss my kids. If I start thinking about my kids, then I might miss them. But that's only a function of the mind anyway. So I choose presence. It's very rare when I'm away that I'll feel like I miss my kids because when I can feel that starting to trigger or feel it, it's because I'm not being present with the people and usually something else has gone on to trigger it. So choose presence, so important. Another piece here, there's two more to go. I want you to remember as part of this process, you can always change your mind. If you get away and you go somewhere, and I realized this also when I went to America, it's like if I get there, and I'm not coping and I feel like I need to come home, then I can come home. I can change my mind and come home. It doesn't mean I failed. It doesn't mean I'm any less of a parent. It doesn't mean anything. It just means I went over there and it wasn't working out for me and I come home. It doesn't matter. So that took a lot of the load off. That took a lot of the pressure off that if I get somewhere, bit bit more challenging when you've got events booked and people relying on you. But the ultimate thing is you're in charge. You're the boss of your own life and you will work it out. So just remember, you can change your mind always. And finally, meeting the moment is key here. Just meeting the moment with no expectations on yourself and letting yourself feel the feelings. But as you're meeting the moment while you're away, asking yourself whether you're meeting each moment and especially staying like looking through the lens of the topic that we're talking about today, are you meeting the moment? with your mama, mother self, like your queen self, or are you meeting the moment with the little girl inside of you, the five-year-old, the seven-year-old that felt abandoned, that feels unsure, that doesn't feel like she can trust anybody and rely on, and you'll know the difference. And this is really important if you're talking, I've had a, um, an experience recently when I was away, I was in Sydney for a conference and Esme being that little bit older and more aware now, called me on the phone distraught. Gus was away at the same time and she was with my parents. Um, side note here, I also realized that when my children get time with parents-in-law, grandparents, uh, my mum and dad and other people without me there, it is such a beautiful opportunity for them to build solid trusting relationships outside of having mum there because I don't know about you, when, when I'm around most of the time my kids are little shits. <laughs> And it's very different. Like I've picked my kids up from my mom and dad many of times or from my parents-in-law many of times after I've been out for work or with friends. And I, I walk in the door and the kids start fighting instantly. 
And the person that was looking after them is like, I don't know what just happened. They've been fine, like little angels for the whole three or four days. But as soon as I walk in, something clicks and they just start arguing and fighting and whinging and groaning and moaning. Um, so that's just a side note there. It is really beautiful, the relationships that can be formed when mum's not around. It starts to teach them um, and give them some depth in their relationships and in lives. And that's something as a parent, we can't do for them. It actually requires our absence in order for that to happen. So that's really important as well. So just circling back around to what are you meeting your moments with and that um, experience I was telling you about when I was in Sydney and Esme was with my dad and called me just distraught, like could barely breathe, like I miss you, mum, and really like struggling. So the first part of me just went into feeling bad, guilty. What can I do? There's no, I can't come home, but I didn't want to justify all of that to her. So I held space and I just listened to her and I invited her to bring more of what she was feeling. And how is that feeling? And how does that feel in your body? And can you feel that run through your body? And what do you need right now? And I remember, I know she won't mind me sharing this. I was like, I I want you to pat my bottom. And I said, because I pat her bottom as she goes to sleep most nights. And I said, well, is Grumpy there? Yeah. So we'll ask Grumpy to pat your bottom. She turns to dad and I hear a little voice like, Grumpy, will you pat my bottom, please? And so dad starts patting her on the bottom. And I think the point here is there was a a little piece and part of me, the guilt, the uncertainty, the unsure, the seven-year-old inside of me that might have missed my my dad, travelled when we were little, went away to the army. He had two or three jobs to support us. And um, so he went away a lot to support us. And there was a little girl inside of me that didn't really get bored up until I started travelling and seeing it in my own kids and have it. reflected to me emotions coming through again so some healing and soothing there that needs to happen for my little girl inside of me um yeah I was like I can meet Esme which usually comes out in agitation and frustration and like oh my god and then I'm uptight and she's uptight and she it 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 elevates so in this moment I realized what was happening and that my little girl inside of me just needed to be soothed and hugged and I had to meet that the seven-year-old girl, my eight-year-old, actually she's eight, Esme, with my mum self. So I just held the space, invited her to feel it, asked, um, invited her to ask for what was going to help her feel calm. Uh, the other thing for her is she likes to wear our shirts when we're now away, so they'll, they'll find their own path and find their own way. She wears my shirts to bed. Um, yeah, and I just said to her, because usually I'll have a process that when I put them to bed at night, which is really beautiful. And they have a handful of songs. I'm a terrible singer, but kids don't care. The fact that you're there with them is the most important thing that I'll sing, like a repertoire of songs that I'll sing. And I said, well, how about, so what I did was I went back to the routine that she knows when I'm there with her and I did it on the phone. And it was magical how much it calmed and soothed this little girl. So meeting her with my adult self instead of my own wounded inner child the little girl that missed her daddy and and was navigating the tribulations and trials of the world without knowing, or this mum self that's like, it's okay, it's cool, I got you, I'll be home this day. And I sung to her and it was one of those funny things. I didn't know Michelle did it, but she got um, some footage of me <laughs> singing terribly to Esme. And I just, this is the transmission that I want to share with you. It doesn't matter. Well, not that it doesn't matter, but it's, 
the focus here isn't to make you feel good all the time or the kids feel good all the time, but it's to give you tools and resources so you can continue to leave your ma- weave your magic, leave your medicine, um, travel if you want for work without feeling that broken, torn, guilty numbness that some of us parents can get or not feeling it and just like totally numbing it out because it can be one of the most painful experiences ever. So there you go. That's pretty much the process. I'll just summarize it. So my internal process is for me, I don't pack until the night before. Uh, I spend kids with my time prior leading up to that. And once again, you can choose what works for you. I speak to them about it. And the other thing that I um, forgot to say here was when I start to get in packing mode, I can get a little frantic because I feel like there's just because I leave it all to the last minute, uh, a lot to do and not space for me to be present with the kids. So I speak that to my partner. I say, I'm starting to feel really anxious and nervous now. Can you take care of things, please? While I just focus on getting packed because as I start to get stressed, I struggle more with the focus and I can't take on too much more stimulation. I don't know if you find this with yourself, but you know, as the stress levels increase, it's like I, I don't have the capacity to hold as much as I usually do. So I'll say to Gus, I'm starting to feel it and he knows it. He probably knows it before I do by watching me. Say, so can you just hold this and take care of all that until I get this done? So that's really important. Always say goodbye. That's really important. Always say goodbye and set those boundaries for your kids and let them know that you're going and when you're going to, when you're going to be home and that you're there for them to support them in the way that you can. Um, This is specifically for you. Feel your feelings, create time and space for you to really process what's going through. Have a friend or a soul sister or a coach that if you needed to, you can reach out to and they can hold space for you to move through and transition all that. Give yourself a time limit. You're not going to go away for four days and feel guilty and awful for the whole four days. You're going to give yourself 10 or 15 or 20 minutes in the car. On the way to the airport, you're going to clear all that stuff. You're going to come back to truth and presence and then you're going to go away and you're going to deliver and you're going to serve and you're going to be deeply devoted to your message and your people. Um, choose presence, guys. This isn't just even in this podcast. Like always, if you choose presence, there ain't no space for anything else. If you're deeply present with the people, deeply present with the message, deeply present with the impact, what's going on around you, um, that's a very powerful place to live. And remember, you can always change your mind. No matter where you are or what's happening, you are the boss of your life and your family and your business. And if it is not feeling good to you or in your body or something happens with your kids, you can change your mind. You're the boss. And the final one is meet the moment and notice when you're reverting back to wounded inner child and the child is driving the car or meeting yourself, yourself, and your kids, and your partner, and everybody else, and your clients, everybody, with your queen self, with your mother self, with that truth and presence, and that sturdiness, and that groundedness. So my friends, I uh, trust that this has been really supportive of you growing your business, and growing your relationship with your family, getting out there so you can continue to share your magic and medicine with the world, feel all your feelings, deepen your relationships with your partner, with your children, and with your people, um, and most importantly, with yourself. Um, Give me some feedback, like, comment, share, share this around to other mums who are making a difference in the world. Thank you for tuning in. Keep an eye on the socials this week because we are coming for you. 
Canberra, Melbourne, Tasmania. I am so excited. I'll be moving through this process myself in the next 24 hours, which is why it's beautiful and alive for me to share with you all right now. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you over there on the socials. Hey there, beauty. Thank you so much for joining us at Those Two Sisters and tuning in to the Rise and Shine podcast series. As a special gift to all of you, we would like to offer you a taste tester of what it would be like to work with those two sisters, myself and my sister, Michelle Ann. So for $97, you get seven days Voxer access with both Michelle and I and a whole bunch of other stuff, which is absolutely priceless. So for $97, if you wanted to come over, filter that through your own body, feel how it would feel for you to dip your toes in and have really close proximity and access to both Michelle and and myself for several days and the extended community so we can really start to light that fire, to stoke that fire within you and get you the life that you desire. Let's go. If you're wanting access to this, please send me a personal message. I will have my team send you the link and you can sign up right there on the spot and absolutely revolutionize and change your life.